89.9, The Light. This is Positive Radio. You're in community conversation with Clayton. You can send a text at any stage tonight to, to ask any of our guests a question. 0428 899 899. And joining me from 3P is Ziggy right now. How are you, Ziggy? Clayton B. Allen, good evening to you, mate. Look, it is great to have a chat to you. I must say, um, when my daughter, who's just turned 11 and is a bit Star Wars mad, uh, asked me who was on tonight, and I said Ziggy was on. Uh, she said, oh, from C3PO. I said, no, just from 3P, <laughs> just from 3P. She, she, but she is, she is pretty crazy on the Star Wars. So, uh, Ziggy from 3P, I mean, that, that could be from, from any movie. It could be, Pop. exactly, exactly. Uh, you are all about uh, looking at our money, but not just in terms of getting more, getting more, getting more. It's about uh, looking at, at all of us in... in um, uh, really, uh, that sort of holistic idea too, isn't it, about uh, our purpose and, and the way we look at our money and, and the way we go about it. It was great to have you on actually in the uh, in community conversation, the very first show we did at the start of this COVID crisis. You were on, uh, and in fact, you were the last person we've had in the studio because uh, since then no one's been allowed back in. Ziggy, so uh, it's good to have you back on again. Uh, let's I hope I wasn't the reason. No, no, I don't believe so. No, it's just the way things work. Let's talk a little bit about some of the things, and there's a whole host of things to cover off. I, I might just like to start off, if I could, with the idea of, you know, we're now on the other side of the end of financial year. Um, there's a host of things that come with that. Um, firstly, I suppose, a lot of us working from home nowadays. Uh, will this actually change some of the, the things we might actually be able to claim on tax now? Well, it will. And, and of course, what happened is uh, only a few weeks ago, the, uh, the assistant commissioner, uh, tax commissioner, came out and sort of like a, um, a, a shot across the bow, if you like, and just said, look, we don't expect to see the same deductions that you had when it comes to uh, work-related deductions. We don't expect to see what you had last year to be similar to this year, right? Because what they do... What they do see in terms of their technology, they do uh, look at um, averages. So for various occupations, they look at, for example, uh, the uh, you know car expenses mm. for a particular occupation. They know roughly what the averages work out to be, and therefore anyone that has a spike above that gets flagged um, internally. Sometimes, a lot of the times, it doesn't go anywhere. Sometimes the question is asked. And so what they're saying is that those averages are going to be skewed for this financial year because the home the home office deductions that have come into play so basically work-related deductions are going to be just so much different and the big one is the home office deductions i mean there's no doubt about that that's a big one because everyone's been you know working from home Um, but on the other side ones that they expect to change are travel so if you're uh you know if you've as i said like car expenses if you've been working from home, if you're one of those occupations really that technically should be working from home, then they would expect that your travel expenses for this financial year are not going to be as high as the previous yeah. financial year, right? And, and so what are some of those things that we're, we're looking at potentially claiming? Is it, is it things like power and, and those sorts of things? Yeah, look, when it comes to home office, there's three... Um, there's three options or three alternatives that you can uh, look at uh, in the way that you claim. So the, traditionally, we've had two methods. One has been the actual cost method, and that uh, is you've got to have a designated home office um, somewhere in, in home. It could be a study, it could be... But it's got to be a designated area. And typically what happens with that is 
you look at the size of that home office and you say, okay, well, that might be 10% of the overall size of, of your, your home and therefore you can claim 10% of the running costs of the home, okay? That's, that's the typical method that um, I guess most people tend to use for home office expenses. And then we've had this other alternative, which is a fixed rate method, which has always been at a flat 52 cents per hour. Um, and, and now we've got this third one, which is it's called the shortcut method, and that is applied during this COVID period. So effectively from 1st of March to the 30th of June, there is some talk that that will be extended now, but that's the period that we're looking at. And in that, it's a flat 80 cents per hour, okay? So um, it's a flat 80 cents per hour on the hours that you've worked. Yeah. And so you do need to keep a, um, a record. You need to keep a diary note of some sort to say that these are the amount of hours that you've worked on particular days, um, and therefore you can claim that 80 cents per hour. Now, they also give you a guide to say, okay, well, things that, that aren't included, uh, you know, you make your coffee expenses and all that sort of thing at home uh, aren't typically included. It relates to the ongoing, um, you know, the, the running expenses. So those expenses that have increased, you know, because you've, um, you know, because you are working from home. Yeah, great stuff. And what about, you know, I, I, I got there and I realised, oh boy, I, I've got to buy a printer instead because I didn't have a printer. I, I'm assuming all those sorts of things are, are going to be able to be claimed as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Printer, anything that you've needed uh, for home, to work from home. It could be the printer, it could be some uh, stationery, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, the net, they are allowable deductions up to a, a certain limit. Yeah. Um, what about uh, if we move away from that and to some of the, the various things that are available for us? I, I know when we first started talking uh, a number of months ago, Ziggy, we, we, oh, we've got... We, I'm glad you've oh, got, we got you dogs got, in the got, background. Got, fantastic. That's good. We, we got, <laughs> This is what I love about COVID. This is real life. This is what it is. Um, the ones I wanted to talk about too were the idea of, um, you know, what are some of those things that we've got available for us? What are some of those things to, for us to, to still actually go and take? We've heard a lot about JobKeeper and, and JobSeeker and all those sorts of things. Are there various stimulus, whether for business or for, for home as individuals that we can still look at and, and take at the moment? Yeah, look, most of these stimuluses do uh, are coming at a, uh, I guess, at a, at a corporate, at a business level, if you like. And so the, the government's taken this sort of top-down approach for part of it, but also um, funding, help funding uh, people or the individuals for various um, uh, various support. So the JobKeeper is the main one. So the JobKeeper is, is paid to uh, businesses, and that's for employees that they have who, you know, the business has now been affected. And therefore, they can, they can. This 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 payment, this fortnightly payment of fifteen hundred dollars, helps fund the employees. Okay, so they can either there are plenty of businesses that either continue to work, maybe in some capacity, just to keep things going, or they're completely shut, and therefore that money is passed on to the employees. Then there's income support for the individuals. Okay, and that's that was in relation to um, there was a, a coronavirus supplement payment made of $550 per fortnight uh, in addition to various other payments that are already there, a youth allowance, parenting payment of, of the like. So there was specific income support. Then there was um, payments to support households. So that was for the individuals. Then there was the payments to support households and that um, uh, the government provided two separate payments 
uh, via the social security platform of $750 each. And that was to um, social security recipients, veterans and other income support uh, recipients and eligible concession card holders. So that first payment was made around the end of March. Um, and the second payment will be made uh, from the 13th of July. So that's coming up uh, in a, a week or so. Um, and so about half of those those, those benefits are, have been made to um, to uh, to pensioners. And these payments are just are just there to support confidence, provide confidence and, you know, domestic demand for the economy um, uh, just to keep things going. So at a... At a uh, at a at a business level, as I said, to look after the employees, then you've got the specific support to the actual individu- individuals, to the households, and then obviously you've got some um, extra uh, support at a business level in terms of, um, you know, there was a ten thousand dollars that was made available through the uh, the PAYG, uh, you know, uh, payment system. So there was you know ten thousand dollars, and there's another another 10,000 to come in the next quarter. There was boosting cash flow. There was... So it was a, a range of different um, reliefs. There was an instant asset write-off and a whole range of things that really the aim was to do a few things, to provide confidence to the market, confidence to the market, and to keep things going as much as possible and to provide a buffer, to provide a, a, a support or a stability uh, for people uh, to be able to just continue to buy their, you know, their house and, and pay their household expenses, um, and just to keep things going, uh, Clayton. And, and Ziggy, have you noticed from where you're sitting that that is working? I suppose both on the the micro and the macro level. Yeah, it is. We've, um, I mean, we're working with clients at um, on a few levels. So we're working with clients on our accounting and tax side. We've worked for a lot of businesses um, in helping them through that process and in fact our team of accountants spent most of March uh, and a lot of April in helping businesses apply for the JobKeeper payment and the various stimuluses. Um, and then on the personal side we have a lot of clients who are seeking uh, seeking advice in terms of what do we do now with our finances, Is there other areas that can be more efficient and we've seen those clients receiving their uh, either their um, you know, the job keeper payments via their employer, and they've been able to continue. I mean, we haven't had, you know, thankfully, I'm sure they're out there. I'm sure there's really bad stories out there, but I haven't seen too much of it, um, Clayton. So I think I think to some degree, I mean, you're naturally you'll always get your exceptions, but to some degree, I think it is working. And the big talk now is, you know, what happens at the end of September when it is due to due to stop. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Um, I know when we uh, chatted a, a number of months ago, just been announced around this idea of being able to take $10,000 out of super um, uh, before June 30 and then doing 10000 uh, out of super after. I know at the time you talked about the idea that, look, really, if you don't have to take it out, and especially if you're, you're younger and you've still got a number of years to work, definitely try not to um is that still your opinion now is that still where we're sort of situated um as you, you you've seen what's happened over the last few months yeah look the preference is obviously to leave it in there it's for superannuation it's for your retirement but the reality is if there's an urgent and very important need now then i'll you know i'll say to the clients look if you if you really need it then then withdraw it you know i mean you can still there's still time to be able to provide for your future and we can set up strategies to be able to do that. But 
it's important now you don't fall in a hole. If this is really needed, the last thing we need is for the family to be suffering um, and also the lack of finances creates mental health issues, Clay, you know. So there's one thing that, that um, you know, is difficult in this current time is when, when um, even though there may be some income coming in, when you feel some pressure about uh, the future, about what is likely to happen, about when am I going to get back to my normal income, when will my loan repayments going to begin again, that creates some anxiety mm. and, 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 and you, you can feel a little bit overwhelmed with it all. So I think, look, if, it, if you need it um, and, and you can do it, I think it is important just to keep, you know, keep things going in the, in the scheme of things. In the scheme of things, if things are really you know, are tight right now at home in the scheme of things, long term you'll be okay. But I think we've just got to get through this period, which is really tough. And if that's what needs to happen is to pull that 10,000 out of super, then that's what needs to happen. Because, look, the other thing is you don't want to be racking up on a credit card debt either, you know, when you're paying, you know, 18 or 19% in interest and then that 10,000 is sitting in your super fund earning potentially, you know, five, six, seven or eight. It just doesn't make sense. So rather than rack up any credit card debt or, or just get into further trouble, well, pull it out and let's, let's, let's keep the family going. Yeah. Ziggy from 3P, uh, all matters of finance we're chatting through with him and he's going to be back in a couple of minutes' time talking to us around some of those critical things that we want to make sure we're not doing, some common financial mistakes that he's noticing uh, that we want to make sure we don't do in times of crisis like we're in at the moment. So, Ziggy, with more on that and, and any of your questions as well, you can text through 0428 899 899 here on 89.9 The Light. In Conversation with Clayton. This is In Conversation with Clayton, 0428 899 899 to text through any of your questions uh, for Ziggy from 3P. We're talking all matters financial. Uh, Ziggy, I, I know we're going to talk about some of those sort of critical errors that sometimes people make with their finances during times of crisis. But um, firstly, I, I know that there was a, a lot of discussion, there has been a lot of discussion about taking a mortgage holiday, uh, so having a chat to your bank, uh, sort of seeing if you can have a, I think it's more sort of centred around three months of, of relief or, or pausing it, those sorts of things. Um, how is that working and is that something that people should be looking at still uh, today if they maybe haven't as yet? Yeah. The, when, when this all uh, began, the, the government, uh, sorry, the banks, um, had basically offered a, um, a, a, as you say, sort of holiday-free period. And so... Some of the banks were offering it for three uh, three months and some for six months. In fact, the majority ended up doing it for six months. So we really haven't got an update on um, what will happen there. That's a bit like the job keeper and the job seeker. Everything's going to, uh, to the end of September. And so we're probably likely to hear more about that in the coming you know month or so, uh, I'd say. But as far as I, as we can see with the clients coming through, the businesses that we're working, the relief... The relief has been there and it's been great because businesses, are, um, I mean, particularly businesses that are paying rent, you've got the rental issue, they've got to deal with their landlord, you've got the, the loans. On the personal front, you've got families that have got mortgages they need to, need to, need to pay. That's, that's been suspended for the time period. And, and, and rightly so, because the income that's coming into the household has now changed as well. So... Look, it's really good that that's continuing. The banks have been, um, you know, from that perspective, really stepped up and done well with the uh, the government. 
Um, and so at this stage, that's continuing and looking well. Time will tell in terms of how far it continues. I mean, you know, everyone, uh, the, the banks are in business ultimately. And uh, at some point, uh, you know, they, they're going to have to come out of that holiday period and start to uh, start to have these these payments. I, I think there's a lot of talk around CAM in terms of both the, the job seeker, the job keeper, so those incentives to the end of September and this the bank one. Um, there's a lot of talk around that that should there should be a transition. So everyone's fearfully talking at the moment. What's going to happen at the end of September? What's going to happen? Is everything going to fall off the edge of the cliff? And there's been no formal announcement on any of those fronts. Uh, so a lot of saying, well, there shouldn't it shouldn't just stop. It should either continue or at least transition to another level, even if it's a lower level of support. And that way we can slowly come out of it. But I guess neither the banks or the government have come out with anything because they've just been waiting to see as the other states, except for Victoria at this stage, but as the other states really release and start to allow people to start to go to some level of normality, they want to see what ends up happening with this pandemic because if it does catch on again and there's this second wave and it does really, well, you know, we sort of go back into lockdown or half lockdown again and at that point they may say, well, these measures have got to continue. If things go well, then there might be a slow come out of of all this. So I guess just like everyone, we're all just waiting to see what happens in the coming yeah. You know, weeks to see which way things go. Exactly right. Um, now, look, we've got about five minutes to go. So, Ziggy, uh, I know that you've got some of those common things that people do in times of crisis that are actually mistakes uh, with our finance. And, and this is a really good time just to remind ourselves of some of those. Can you share a few of those with us? Yeah. Look, the one thing that, it's, that has been a mistake, I think, for years, right, um, has been not paying enough attention to the household finances. And that's been one of just, you don't need to be spending so much time that it just absorbs you. But there, there are certain things that you really need to need to look at. I mean, there's, you know, I mean, there's this recent access economic come out with a recent report saying that there's about 15 percent of Aussies just struggle to pay normal bills, mm. um, you know, and that's and and there's about another 20 odd percent that are spending more than they earn uh, and live paycheck to paycheck. So I think with some planning you can start to come out of that cycle because it's not a nice cycle to be in. And if you start to plan over a 12 to 18-month period with some good planning, you can start to come out of that, have some buffer so you're not living from paycheck to paycheck. Um, so just pay attention to the, the household finance. It would be my first one. The second one is just not having this ties in with number one, but not building up emergency funds. You know, when we get this type of scenario, something happens in life and you just don't have... Um, that buffer. The third one is people uh, tend, we're all human beings, we're all emotional beings, we tend to make emotional investment decisions and therefore what happens is that you get a downturn in a, in a share market for example and all of a sudden people become fearful about certain things and they say okay well I've got to get, rid I've got to get out completely you know, rather than get some advice or just be mindful and just say I'm going to sit down and have a look okay what does this mean? Do I need to get out? Do I need to change things? Get some feedback, speak to someone. So making emotional investment decisions at a time like this when emotions are high is, is not the way to go about it. And then the other thing is just, just covering back. Most Australians don't have a will, unfortunately. Um, 
And so, you know, so many are saying, oh, I've got to get around to it. That's right, I've got to get around to it. I had one years ago. Um, <laughs> you know, so, so make sure your estate is in order, is completely in order. And again, it's not too hard. Just get it done, put it in the top drawer and forget about it until, until it's ever, ever needed. Um, and not seeking professional advice. This is the fifth one, and it is very important. Make sure you get advice. There are lots of good advisors out there who are just going to give you some, some you're not, you know, none of us are, are perfect, none of us are, but we're going to give you some, some, some advice and guidance so that you're empowered, so that the, the client is empowered to make decisions that it's best for them. Right, that's the key to all this: is gaining some knowledge, gaining some some uh, some feedback from others who have the expertise, and then saying, "Okay, I understand all of that now. I've got the feedback. How do I now make a decision that's best for me and my family?" So, get professional advice. That's always the key, Clayton. I think. Yeah, uh, and I, I think in what I've heard, as I summarise it a bit there too, Ziggy, is um, partly planned. Partly pay attention and, and be alert to what it is, but also at the same time, don't panic. Uh, you know, there's this sort of balance of, of all of it, isn't it? Obviously, some people are going to be in really dire situations right now. And, and yes, you've got to take all the opportunities you can. You've got to look at all the savings you can. You've got to look at all the opportunities to, to get handouts on those sorts of things. And if you're not in that space, then to, to be able to have those other sort of ideas, plan well, but don't panic. Uh, look at these things, pay attention. Is that a fair summary? Like panicking doesn't tend to work well for us, right? No, that would be that'd be a fair assumption. Absolutely, it doesn't it doesn't work well. And you know what? Um, eight to nine times out of ten, most things that you're worried about uh, can be worked out. So, with a good advisor, with some good advice, with some good guidance, you'll ultimately be able to make the best decision, you know, for you. And so, panicking just, you know, you just you just get anxious and. And then, and then all you uh, all you tend to do is just focus on that that one issue that just starts to really absorb you. And I get it; it does happen. It's happened to me. There's no doubt about it. But this is where this is where reaching out to others, you know, is important because someone else will be able to give you a different perspective. Someone else will be able to say, "Look, actually, I went through that, and this is how I handle it. This is my this is how my my thinking went through that process." And bang, you think, "Oh, okay, I can get through this. There is some hope." So. Yeah, that's absolutely important. I mean, most things can be worked out. Most things can be worked out. So don't let it, don't let that panic setting, let it get to you. You know, we can get through this. Yeah. Ziggy, it's always uh, an absolute pleasure having a chat to you. Uh, thank you once again for uh, chatting to us and you have a great rest of your evening. Yeah, you too. My pleasure, Clay. Cheers. Ziggy from 3P here on 89.9 The Light.